0: You Can Mentor is a podcast about the power of building relationships with kids from hard places in the name of Jesus. Every episode will help you overcome common mentoring obstacles and give you the confidence you need to invest in the lives of others. You Can Mentor.
1: Hey, how's everyone doing today? This is Zach Garza with the You Can Mentor podcast. I'm hanging out with my good friend, stefan murray what up and with our guest today mark rogers from big brothers big sisters
2: abilene or lone star west central texas west central texas that
0: sounds really official
2: i was under the impression that that steph curry was your co-host <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: no it's uh steph it's
2: murray <laughs> steph
1: murray and steph curry that rhymes steph murray and steph curry never popped. put those two together you lie to me <laughs> my, my three-pointer is
2: pretty shady so man
1: Actually, it's Steven, but sometimes I kind of feel French, so I call him
2: Stefan. You know who I wish was my mentor? I sure. wish Luca Doncic was my mentor. Oh, man. Mm. He is
1: tearing it up right now. Hello, Luca. <laughs> All right. Well, Mark, it is great to have you here, and uh, I'm going to pass it off to Steven so he can introduce you and kind of ask questions for the audience to get to know you.
0: Yeah. So Mark Rogers is the market president of Big Brothers Big Sisters in West Central Texas. That sounds so official. Um, Mark, we... We'd love to hear more about Abilene, just because no one's ever been there before. <laughs>
2: um, one time, uh, Zach and I drove home together. No, you followed me home from Abilene, and yes. we got lost.
1: Remember that? <laughs> I, I do remember that. Man, it is easy to get lost out there.
2: You took a wrong turn at like 121 <laughs> and 183, or something had to pull over. Like, wow, oh, this man. is before this is before map phones. Yeah, all, map all phones. Maps. Yeah. <laughs>
1: also, just to give the uh, audience kind of some of our background, I've known Mark since I was a wee child. We grew up together, so if it seems like we're being a little bit too uh, formal, <laughs> that's because
0: we are. <laughs> so you guys both went to ACU.
1: Go cats! Yeah, yeah. that's Zach. It.
2: I've lived here for 20 years. This year,
0: <laughs> you're so old. it's crazy. Isn't that crazy. <laughs> I, moved, I
2: moved out here in '99, and I've never left.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mark, could you tell us more about BBBS in Abilene, and just paint a picture for our listeners of what you're doing over there?
2: So Big Brothers Big Sisters is a nationwide organization. It started in in New York over 100 years ago. And it was was actually a judge in New York started it because he was seeing all these, these young men that were coming into his court that he was sending off to prison for little petty things. And he's like, and and there was a, you know, he's obviously seeing a a trend with all these kids. They don't have like a a father figure, mentor figure in their lives. And and, uh, so that's, that's kind of how it started. Um, And then over the next, the the next hundred years, you know, this process has uh, kind of evolved and gotten more scientific as far as the, how we match and and screen volunteers and all that. So I am part of, West Eagle, Texas is part of a bigger Big Brothers, Big Sisters, called Lone Star, which covers Dallas, Fort Worth, and Houston. Um, and actually, uh, well, I won't get into all that. So, so our mission is to build and support one-on-one relationships to ignite the biggest possible futures for youth. And so we have, uh, right now, we've got about 380 active matches in Callahan, Taylor, and Erath County, which is down in Stephenville. Always looking for, for we've got 130 kids on the wait list. Most of them are boys. So we're like, as you I know, you watched the video. I was on the local news uh, this week, trying to get men to, to step up and, and volunteer. We ask our volunteers for a minimum commitment of 12 months and two to four hours a month. That's it. Um, yeah. Always looking for ways to make it even easier for people to sign up. Like we're starting a, a, a program in the, in the spring called beyond school walls and we've got it worked out where we're going to go get, we got it, a bus that is going from AISD Abilene School District to one of the local magnet schools. It's going to pick up littles and it's going to take them to first financial bank downtown. And we're going to provide lunch. It's like, okay, you want to be a mentor? You you think it's important? Okay, show up for work <laughs> seven times in the spring semester, and like we will literally bring the little to you. We're trying to just find all the ways that we can uh, that we can uh, make an impact on these kids. And I can sit here and tell story after story about uh, kids in our program and why it's such uh, it's so important. It's almost I, I said this on the news the other day. I said it's a, it's almost a horrific need right now. It's like we've gotten so disconnected like whereas 100 years ago we didn't need a mentoring agency it was just like mentoring was like basic cable you just you know your aunts and uncles and your you knew your neighbors and small think of small towns everybody oh like small town you know like your neighbors like tell you your parents what you're doing before you know it's like there's this accountability well now that we're so disconnected it's almost it's just like nutrition right it's like 100 years ago you didn't have to like use willpower to avoid like Oreos because they didn't exist you know it's like like what was inherently just kind of naturally around you was that was healthy right. and like you were forced to to move in healthy ways and do all these things it was a kind of your natural environment and now you have to be super intentional about nutrition or you'll just you know turn into you'll be on like the my my 1000 pound life and there's a crane like picking you up out of your ceiling, you know so so if you're not super intentional and it's the same exact thing with community now it's like if you're not in, incredibly intentional about community it's just all kind of falling apart and there's, we're building robots now. What the heck? So like what you guys are doing is the same kind of thing. It's an incredibly important thing. It's like this intentionality uh, to to build community and to get kids, you know, somebody that's older than them that cares about them and is consistent in their life uh, to keep them from doing some dumb stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like our, our main question is if a, if a boy grows up in a home where there's no father figure present or there's if a girl grows up in a home where there's no positive role model present, who is going to teach that kid how to be a positive and productive member of society. Right. Because, yeah, well, like,
2: you know, yeah kids are going to gravitate to the loudest voice in the room. Yeah. Right. And if the loudest voice in the room is the kid, a year older than them down the street, who's, you know, lighting frogs on fire and throwing them into people's backyards in a poop bag or something you know, like, like you used to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, what? That's like, that's not even a thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah it's it's like yeah kids need that voice and actually you, you mentioned you like stories here's a here's a here's one that i love i love to tell it i have a little brother his name is jacob we are monday this coming monday so we're recording this on thursday the 12th yeah the 12th so this coming monday the 16th is our three-year like match anniversary so i'm taking him out we're gonna to go out for, like a steak dinner right mm-hmm. and so yeah. he was in third grade when we met now he's in sixth grade and it's we we hang out every week and he's part of the family. Now he's just an awesome kid, but we love him to death. And, uh, I guess yeah, it was last year. He was, um, I pick him up from school. Like a lot of times, like that's what we do. Like I just go get him at like three 30. I just go pick him up. And I've got access to our, our church, which has like ping pong table and pool table and foosball. So we go up there and hang out or he's, we go, you know, he comes to my house and helps me fix my fence, you know, things like that. And so one of the first things I would ask him last year when he was in fifth grade is he had this like discipline folder, you know, he'd get in the truck and I'd say, do you get your folder signed? You know, like that was kind of the first little thing that we would talk about. Yeah. And he's like, Nope, no, sir. You know, like, all right, cool. Where do you want to go? And I, I love this too. Anytime I ask him, like, what do you want to do? He's always just like, I don't, you're driving. Like I have no, <laughs> I have no control over like the truck. Like you just like he didn't care. He just wants to hang out, you know? Right. And so, uh, Uh, we go hang out, we do our thing. I do do, drop him off. And later that night, his mom texts me and says, Jacob just came to me crying with this note and this note. And I could, I could look it up and read it to you. It's just like the cutest note. There's all these like misspellings and you know, it's just like the cutest like little kid note, but it was like, but he hadn't gotten his folder signed and just the easy way out when I asked him was just to say no. Right. And then he, and then he went on about his day, but like having me in, in the picture, he's sitting in his room going, they're going to find out mom. My mom is going to find out she's going to tell Mark. And then what is he going to think? Like, I've got to, I got to confront this. I got to fix this. So he writes me this note. So I called him and was like, we kind of talked through it. I was like, that I cried that you lied. That was a bad thing, but I'm proud of you for like stepping up and like, and, and kind of kind of running into some friction. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like taking the, the hard, the hard path and coming up. And I was like, whatever your mom does as a discipline, whatever she's grounding you for whatever. Like you're just going to accept it. You're not going to complain. You're not going to argue. You're going to say, yes, man, whatever it is. And, and what I love about that story is like, I want kids like today when they're adults to have developed those patterns of behavior, right? Yeah. Like that, that they're, they're not going to just always take the easy road. They're, they're held accountable and they're, they're, you know, the way that, in the way that they cope with things right now, it's like they're, when they're kids and adolescents, like how you cope with stuff and how you learn to cope with stuff in that, that period is how you're going to cope with stuff for the rest of your life. Right, and if you don't have that community around you, what you know—drugs, alcohol, you know, whatever it is, uh, that however you learn how to cope in this, in that, those formative years is how you're going to cope when you're an adult. in the same way, like how you deal with adversity, and how you learn to deal with adversity when you're in adolescence and when you're a kid, is how you're going to deal with adversity when you're an adult. You know, it's it's just like any other habit, behavior, like your nutrition, your movement pattern, like all that stuff. It's like how you do it now, or when you're a kid, is how you're going to do it as an adult. You can change, but it's just a lot harder. It's like learning a language, right? It's like it's a lot harder to learn a language when you're 40 than it is when you're, you know, a, a kid.
0: Yeah, I mean, particularly kids from hard places are the least equipped to face difficulty, and yet you have the most difficulty.
1: You know, just that story right there. Like Mark, can you just kind of go deeper into that and share with us just why it's important to honestly take take that step of being uncomfortable and Confronting him on that, right? Because, like, as a mentor, it's so easy. Just, hey, how's how's school today? Did uh, you guys enjoy watching the Dallas Mavericks game? Hey, let's go eat pizza. But sometimes it's so uncomfortable to step into those difficult situations. But that's actually what our kids need the most,
2: right? Yeah, and this all kind of goes back to I was talking to Stephen about uh, uh, like ways that humans were designed to eat, sleep, move, and manage stress. Right? It's like let's look at this human design. Humans are not designed. For constant, right? We are not designed to to be inside at seventy two degrees and have the water perfectly temperature and never be exposed to any sort of variation in our environment, right? We are we are designed to have peaks and valleys. Like there's all these positive things that happen, like cold therapy. Like there's all these positive things happen in these you know hot, hot treatments. And you just, I'm, not, I'm just talking about temperature, right? So we're uh, like our stress response is designed to peak and then come back to normal, you know, and, and it's like we, we have to, uh, you know, it's like uh suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produces character, right? Like that's, that's a, that's like a biblical thing for a reason. Like, uh, and so that, that, that is true through all domains of life. I mean, just think about, you know, like, uh, I think about my grandparents, you know, they were my grandfathers who were in world war II and like those guys were just like the greatest guys ever had gone through some stuff, you know, it's friction is kind of like the way that I like to look at that. It's like, they had gone through some friction way more than I have. Right. And so when I, when I was doing all those long distance endurance races and doing all that, and like, I still like, I started taekwondo with my daughters in the summer and a mountain bike and I'm I'm always looking for ways, uh, to, to kind of create that discomfort, because if you don't, you're. It's like if you're going to atrophy, like, and not just your body, like, not just your biomechanics, but like your your mind is going to atrophy. Like, we're outsourcing our brains. Like, no, like we talk about maps. Like, nobody knows what direction north is. Like, nobody knows <laughs> their friends' birthdays. Nobody knows. Like, we're, we we outsource all of that, and we're, our brains are atrophying, our minds are atrophying, like our souls are not uh, being like tested, and 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 so like you know I, I've got all these different things. Like, I do like a forty eight hour fast once a week. And there's some nutritional like health benefits to that. But like the main reason I do that is to like, just kind of create some, some uncomfortable, uh, you know, just like some, some discomfort, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like I take, I've taken cold showers for like 10 years, you know, it's like, because every morning I get in the shower and I put my hand on the cold water thing and I'm like, okay, here we go. Right. And that little moment when you break through and like, here we go, cold water. Oh my gosh. Right. Like that, that's what we're missing in our <laughs> lives uh is that is that and and there it's just like with you know it's a, the great example is like go to the gym like what do you do in the gym you are not growing you are not getting stronger in the gym right when you are at the gym you are getting weaker you are like you are like uh tearing yourself down so that your body you have like a, this nervous system response and this and this adaptation from that friction to get stronger right and if you mm-hmm. don't have that it's just i mean it's just like with everything else like you think about like if you just have your arm in a cast for 6 months What's gonna to happen to your arm? That's what's happening to all of our like minds and souls.
1: Yeah. Man, Mark, there's so much there. Dude, you just <laughs> uh first I'm to go do
2: some
0: push-ups <laughs> right now. <laughs>
1: uh like you just spoke so much truth. And like I think what's so cool about being a mentor and what's so cool about and what's so powerful is as mentors, we get to kind of create these little, we'll call them sufferings, right? With these uncomfortable moments. Like you confronting your mentee on him not getting his folder signed, that's a little tiny suffering. That's a little tiny area of discomfort that is going to teach him how to deal with the issue, and it's going to lead him into the ability to persevere. And when he learns that, that's going to develop his character, right? Because this world is going to give him sufferings. This world is going to make it hard on him. But us as mentors, we get to, on purpose, in a safe environment with intentionality, create these little tiny training grounds, right? Um, And man, that is just, if a kid isn't trained in how to suffer well, how to deal with the discomfort in a healthy way, that he is going to respond out of his flesh, and it's probably
2: not going to be good. Right. And life isn't about avoiding obstacles right like that like think about i'm gonna have a a happy life it doesn't mean nothing bad has happened to me bad stuff is gonna happen to you period end of story that's the deal right Right. um and so there's a great book by ryan Holiday called the obstacle is the way and it it, it kind of like the whole conclusion of the book there is and it's like i hate that we have like all this these like metrics and like data telling us this stuff it's like yeah like shouldn't we just know this like like the a happy life is like when you when you are confronted by an obstacle that you figure out a way to overcome it and and like and the suffering or the discomfort without that there isn't the joy there isn't the happiness there isn't that sense of you know i I accomplished something i think about you know like what's what's a a cooler like physical accomplishment running like 100 like jogging 100 meters or these guys to do these ultra marathons they're like 100 miles in 24 hours right like what like think about like the level of suffering like uh associated with each of those things and then the level of like accomplishment and like, like that the hundred mile race will change you as a person and teach you things. Right. So, that, and those are obviously two very extreme examples, but like the same thing happens like, like mentally too. It's like, if you're not stretching yourself, if you're not learning new stuff, if you're not putting yourself in uncomfortable situations on purpose, like, you know, it's just, you know, I, I went and talked to the Abilene high football team uh, before one of their games. I do their, the, the, radio call for the, for the Eagle football team. And <laughs> yeah. (laughs) So like one of the things I was telling them, like I kind of had this conversation with them about how struggling you need to find ways to struggle. It's like right now, a high school football player, for instance, like has that built in, right? They're getting up early. They are in pain. They are going through that stuff. It's like, well, when you, whenever you're done playing football and that day will come, you've got to, you got to continue to find ways to struggle and find ways to, to encounter friction so that you will always continue growing as a person. I'm, I'm almost done with the David Goggins book, uh, can't hurt me he's that navy seal who turned into he had to go through buds week like three times because he got the pneumonia the first time broke his kneecap the second time and so he goes through buds week three time like hell week like three times uh and then turns into this like ultra runner and, and like went and ran a hundred mile race in san diego on three days notice with no training i mean just like and there's so many good principles on this topic in that book about like you have to uh, overcome stuff on your own. You have to, uh, be uncomfortable. And, and you mentioned like kind of having those conversations with a mentee. One thing that I love, uh, or I I tell, tell my mentors, uh, the people that are signing up, it's like initially, like right when you meet a kid, you don't have the right to, to coach them or to, or to instruct them and say, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be wearing those, those jeans that have holes in them or whatever, you know, whatever an old man says to a kid. You shouldn't (laughs) be listening to that, that Drake music. Hey,
1: Hey. Why don't you get off your, that their cellular device and pick up a book,
2: right? Yeah. <laughs> get off the lawn. Um, so, so talking to somebody about wanting a mentor and they're like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I wouldn't know what to say. Initially, it's just you being present. It's just you being there. It's that consistency, right? That's the first step. Consistency, AKA love. You are showing that, that, that there is love there, that there, you care about them. Consistency. The second step there is like modeling the behavior, right? So it's like parents that are eating pizza, like telling their kids to eat the broccoli, right? That's not going to work. And then once you're consistent and once you are modeling that right behavior, then you earn that right to coach or instruct those kids. And so that's what I tell people initially. It's like, that, look, you don't have to have like this earth shattering meaning of life conversation the day you meet, right? You've got to earn that right. But then once you do have that right, then you've got to step into those arenas and, and, and like encounter those things as they approach and not just kind of say, well, I'll, I'll deal with that later.
0: I'm interested to hear more about, um, just like the, the uncomfortability that a mentor creates. Uh, I I think most mentors, when they're starting the relationship, they get into this mode of like, I need this kid to like me. I need this kid to like me. And any thought of creating attention, uh, is, is a a negative associate. We have a negative association with that. And so I don't know when that transition happens. You kind of mentioned that, we need to build trust and then get into a place where we're modeling those things. But, but what, what would you say to a mentor who is like, uh, yeah, not creating that uncomfortability? What's a first step?
2: Um, you know, I, I think the fact that it was just like with you, like, you know, I, I've got three kids, uh, two daughters, 10 and eight, my son is six. They know, that when I get onto them or if they're doing something they shouldn't be doing and I kind of, you know, you kind of have those moments of, of instruction or whatever it is. And it's not, it's, it's not fun. Right. We're like getting in trouble or whatever it is. They know that like, I'm going to be here tomorrow, <laughs> you know, like I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it's like, once you, once the kid knows that once like, Hey, okay, listen, like you got to do better in school, like, and then, and then you show up again, like, and, and they kind of start to figure out that, okay, this person, is, is constant, is consistent, is not going anywhere. I think, you know, that that's really like, I would say you can, you can have those conversations, but, but also in the same breath, like you're going, all right, what time are we meeting next week? Right. Like plan, plan the meeting next week, plan the next, uh, outing, like right after that conversation. So they know that it's not like that, you know, and, and also, you know, you talk about that affirmation that, that mentors need mentees need this, you know, we all need that, right? Like they're, they're thinking the same thing. They're thinking, you know, the match introductions, as we call them, are, are can you kind of, kind of nervous, you know, the big shows up, he's kind of nervous. I hope this kid likes me. And the littlest thing in the same thing, like, oh my gosh, like I've got all this, like, I've all these people in my life that, have, that aren't there anymore. Like, is this going to be another person that just abandons me, you know, kind of thing. And, and so there's, it, it goes both ways. Um, and so I think just really de- like strengthening the, that pathway of, I am not going anywhere is that that's all you need. And then from there you can, you know, uh, engage in healthy conflict, you know, just like you can with any other relationship in your life.
0: Yeah. Another thing I was going to say, mentors also can easily take on the idea that their job is to remove the obstacles from a kid's life. And so if he figures out he doesn't have a bed, it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to get him a bed. And that, that, helping this kid fulfill his potential is removing all the obstacles. But what you're saying is no, the obstacles lead to him fulfilling his potential.
2: Like exactly. Yeah. So I think of like a, I think of a, a hundred, I already mentioned a hundred meter dash. Here we go again. Like I'm on a track hundred meter dash in front of me. Like I grew up, Two parents in the, in my house, uh, you know, middle class. Like my dad, not not only didn't ever miss a game that I played in, he hardly ever missed a practice. He owned a bakery, as Zach knows, mm. uh, so he come to all of my football practices in high school. Like he still, I started. I mentioned taekwondo. He comes and watches me sometimes at taekwondo. Just to you know, I'm almost 40, and he like still coming to like watch me do my stuff, right? That's my experience. So like, I'm looking ahead at, at the track, and there is nothing in my way, you know, and and so I, I I see kids in our program that have you know 800 hurdles stacked an inch apart uh, in their path, right? And it's not about the yeah you you said it. It's not about the the mentor coming in and like moving all of the 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 hurdles out of the way. That would be the to me that would be the worst thing that you could do. It's saying okay, how are we going to figure out? how to get over these hurdles. Okay, let's go over here. Let's do some box jumps and let's do let's Let's run and and get where we get our bodies ready to jump over these hurdles. Right. And so when we get to the end, uh, we've accomplished something and we know how to cope with adversity. We know how to handle stress. Like there's all these positive things and just removing the obstacles. I mean, look, look at, look around, like, look at, uh, my my wife teaches at ACU and she has for 10 years. And so she has like juniors and seniors in college whose parents will call her to like argue about a grade. And it's like, what, you know, it's like, what, (laughs) No, like, I don't understand. Like, uh, like that's the, there's a lot of that happening now with kids where like parents are just kind of intervening and like, I don't want anything bad to happen to you. Like they fall off their bike and you go over there and you coddle them and you like, okay, we're done with the bikes. Let's go get ice cream. Right? No, get up, get up and get back on the bike and let's go, you know, like let's figure it out. Like there's, there's not enough of that right now. And uh, like, that's what I love about this, the Taekwondo place that we're at. Like the parents are not allowed. Like whenever we do belt testing, The kids have to go to the instructor and say can I have my testing sheet will you sign my testing sheet like they won't let the parents go get the testing sheet for the kid and hand it to the thing here's my kid's testing sheet like like reinforcing those behaviors and you can do it like a little bit at a time on like the little on the small stuff didn't have to be like (laughs) you fell off the roof you know uh putting up Christmas lights that your your parents like made you uh made you do and then it's like (laughs) yeah your leg's fine it's like you know (laughs) compound fracture you know and like tape it up you know it's like it's like the little stuff like you know, taking your dishes to the sink, things like that, you know, just the little things. Man, Mark, th- there's
1: there's so much there. And I'm. what you're saying is, as mentors, let us help train and equip our mentees to deal with the obstacles and to overcome the obstacles instead of removing the obstacles. Right, right. Because that is training them on really how to fish, right? How to...
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, and this is all, we, we know all this stuff, right? We know like teach a man to, uh, you know, catch a fish for a man and you fed him for a day, teach a man to fish. And, you know, it's like we, we, yeah. we've heard that forever, but some, somewhere along the line, like we've got like a generation of kids that are like coming up uh, now. And, and it's like the two extremes, right? It's like, we've got the kids who we're talking about who don't have anyone helping them, like giving them the fish or teaching them to the fish. And then you've got the other extreme where, like, you know, we're just giving them fish, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. we need we need more of like the that that, that middle balance where we're all kind of uh, learning how to do things for one another. And, and there's this community where we're I don't know if you've, you y'all read any of the Brené Brown books. My wife is obsessed with Brené Brown, and so I've read some of those books. And she talks about choosing courage over comfort. And it's the same it's the same principle, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's easier to not hold the door for somebody. It's easier to leave the trash. Uh, laying on the ground that you pass that you oh, I didn't I didn't put that there it's not my trash just walk by like right? that's the comfortable thing right like seventy two degrees sitting down all day like that's the comfort courage is the uncomfortable part of that like courage is when you see someone that's sitting by themselves like it's much easier to not go over there and talk to that person right it's it's you gotta like kind of suck it up it's kind of like when you turn the cold water on it's that kind of feeling like. I got to go over here and talk to this person. Here we go. right. And, but you're going to be rewarded <laughs> by doing those things. Like I, so, so teaching kids, pick up that trash when you see it, hold the door for somebody like teach them to, to look for ways to improve the lives of people that they come into contact with, because that's not always the, the easiest thing right that's that's the that's the comfortable thing is just to like i don't care what's going on around me i'm not i'm not gonna help this person with you know whatever it is trying to get now if ted bundy comes up to you and asks for help run the other direction right but, so there's a balance there that's why i'm like how about that documentary i'm like all right girls my daughters i'm like if anyone in a cast ever asked you to help them with something run <laughs> uh,
1: okay so mark so let's let's get practical let's get
0: practical ooh,
1: ooh. yeah uh, okay so <laughs> Tell me some common areas of uncomfortability, if that's a word. Um, What are some common areas that you see that mentors have the opportunity to help a kid get uncomfortable to, um, to grow in perseverance and to grow in character? And then how does a mentor help walk their mentee through that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So like you can go to the extreme. So here's the extreme answer. So there's the guy that created the uh, Spartan races, you know, that are all over the place. Joe DeSena. Uh, He's been on the Simply Human podcast a couple of times. And he like, he wakes his kids up every morning, like 5 a.m. And they do these crazy, like Atlas stone workouts. And like, he carries around like a 50 pound kettlebell everywhere he goes, like just to like create discomfort. Right. Cause when you, when you do that, when you, when you finally get to where you're going, you put the kettlebell down and you like, you're like, "Oh, Oh, now I don't have this kettlebell. Right. So it's like, that's the extreme version. Like you can like, okay. All right, kids. We're going on a 20 mile hike instead of going to school. Let's go. Here are your, <laughs> here are your rucksacks, you know, like <laughs> they have like 80 pound dumbbells in them or something. Right. So, uh, but then the other extreme there is like what we talked about, like moving the, the obstacles out of the way. And so it's just, you know, it is, it's just finding those, those little moments. And, and I love the, the saying or the little phrase, how you do anything is how you do everything. Right. So like kind of, if you kind of think about that, so like that really is a, is a testament to like, the small things right so teaching kids like when you're with a kid like and you're with a kid for an hour a week right like you 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 may not have a whole lot of, of time you know compared to like your own kids but there are, you got to find ways like you know take them and, and do some like toys for tots shopping and like or, or do a service project or go find ways to uh to, to, to help other people right and like that so that you're really killing two birds with one stone there you're teaching them about community and why community is important, right? But you're also, that that's also part of that courage over comfort, you know, finding finding friction in the everyday life, right? And so, uh, and, and it's just, you know, coaching them up on, okay, you know, what are you struggling in school? You know, th- those are the easiest things, you know, it's like, especially kids that are in school, uh, what they're working on, how they're talking to their, Uh, teachers how they treat their peers like i always say that when my kids get out of the car i say treat your friends like you want to be treated as they're like running off you know just like in like driving that into their brains so that it becomes a habit right it's like like uh you know brushing your teeth or or like you know like tying your shoes isn't something that you have to like okay hang on i gotta put the left lace over the right lace and i gotta cross thing you remember like you had to do that when you were learning how to tie your shoes remember it's like, it took you like nine years with kids. It's like, just let me do it. It's taking you forever. Right. But eventually now you can like tie your shoes, like while you're like, you know, doing something else, you're thinking about something else. And so getting healthy behaviors or these kinds of, uh, uh, behaviors that are like good for, for all of humankind to be like, just like the, into the lizard brain, like we the same, where we, where your heartbeat and you're blinking and like, uh, all tying your shoes is, is located. That's kind of the goal. It's like, I was with I was with my little brother. We were riding our bikes around STU, and there's this hill. Zach, I don't know if you've been to the new stadium. There's like this big hill up that you can go up. Now they like they like made this hill on the like north side of the stadium, and so we were riding our bikes up this hill and riding down, and we did that like three or four times because it's really fun to ride down the hill, right? Well, we got like after we were done, I was like, all right, here's a teachable moment. I was like, it's fun to ride down the hill, right? Like, yeah, it was. It's like there's no work. You're just enjoying the the wind in your face and going fast, right? That's great. Yeah. What what do we have to do every time to to be able to enjoy that, right? Yeah, we had to work our butts off to get up to the top of the hill, right? And and I think now, like when we talk about like parents that are like you know like doing stuff for their kids and all that, too many of us, especially in in our culture, are in are, are enjoying the downhill without without having to work, yeah. right? Like we're with credit cards and you know these diet plans that you don't have to. You know it's like oh take this sprinkle this on your food and lose a thousand pounds or whatever it is like and that is a design like that the design of that is the struggle and then the kind of the enjoyment right or the 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 pleasure the joy whatever it is and if you take out half of the equation it's actually more than half because it takes a lot longer to ride up the hill than it does to go down the hill right and that's like when i was doing like long distance endurance stuff like that's what i always hated like it's like, I was a bigger, I was a bigger, uh, endurance athlete, you know, like I was 190 pounds, you know, these, these guys out there that are 140, just flying up these hills and it would always take me so much longer to go up those stupid hills. And then it's fun to go down the hills, but it's over too quick, you know, compared to how long it took to get up there. But that's like, that's the whole point, you know? And so just like teaching the teaching kids and every little thing that they do that you don't get to have the enjoyment, you don't get to, you know, whatever, whether it's finances, whether it's like, like working out, whatever it is without, the back end or the front end of that equation which is the struggle and the fight
0: yeah um, which I, I think for kids from hard places, the entertainment, the enjoyment, the instant gratification, those kind of things can become so much more of a coping mechanism than for all of us They're a coping mechanism for everybody every every everybody wants something to be easy but how much more so? A kid who's in a difficult situation, how that can create that dependence upon a coping mechanism that doesn't help them grow strength and ad- through adversity and and all of
2: those things. well, that's why I mean, that's why I like drugs and alcohol is such a is such a, th- a problem, right? It's like you know you don't have a, a support system around you, a coping a healthy coping mechanism when you're a kid uh, in high school, or whatever, and you you have you know a few beers, and all of a sudden, you've coped is now you're just chasing that for the rest of your life you know and so that's like why you know it's so important to to develop those behaviors the healthy behaviors the healthy ways to cope with stuff and to to overcome obstacles and all that in these formative years otherwise like we just look around like all the you just look at all the addiction and all the suicides what the heck what's the suicides you know it's it's crazy like it's just uh, you know that's another thing when i talk about like that you don't have to be like at risk to need a mentor right? It's like every kid nowadays is facing anxiety. Like there was some study I was reading some study that was saying like kids are like reporting the same like levels of anxiety today that like, like, uh, psychiatric patients, adult psychiatric patients were reporting like in like the fifties and sixties. It's kind of a scary thought, right? It's like with social media, it's like now our brains are designed to see like 30 or 40 people in our, in our entire life, right? Like this kind of like this ancestral mind kind of thing. Well now, and, 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 and a brain that Really wasn't ever even designed to see its own face, right? Think about that. Like mirrors, (laughs) mirrors. Like I mean, unless you're looking down in like a pool or like a a, like a a body of water or something, like that's the only time you would ever like even know what you look like. Take that. (laughs) So like, take that brain and and implant it into a society where you take a selfie, pick the the best one out of the two hundred that you've chosen, (laughs) post it online, and then your whole self worth is is tied into the comments and how many likes you get. That is a short circuit. If I've ever, that that is the most short circuit of all the short circuits. Yeah.
1: It's almost like you were uh, observing what I was doing on uh, Saturday night, taking all of those selfies and trying to put them on, <laughs> trying to put them on Facebook to see how many likes I could get. Um, <laughs> let's say a mentor hears this podcast and they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm going to help create obstacles. This is the best thing ever. What are the basic rules that a mentor needs to know as he starts to begin to enter into this creating discomfort? To help their mentee out.
2: Well, man, I, and that's that's a good question. I think I I, I think I'm just going to repeat myself. Uh, talking about the consistency uh, and slash love is the first thing. Like you got to be you got to be there. You got to be present. You got to model, and then you've got to coach. Like you can't you can't just do the first two, right? You can't earn the trust, and then when you have an opportunity, like just let it pass you by. Like you've got to to decide to kind of step into the ring uh, when those when those opportunities present themselves. But you can't step into the ring before you've you've earned that trust and so here's here's another story another really good friend of mine uh who has a little who lives with his great great grandmother who's like 90 no siblings parents out of the picture grandparent you know it's like he's lived with different family members he's he moves all the time he has no consistency in his life he's been in my my fifth grade daughter's class since like they were in kindergarten so i've known him for a long time got a match with a really good friend of mine and they are like a perfect match and they'd been matched for like six months and I was over at his house, uh, my friend's house and his little brother called him about, it was like before school started and he was they were trying to figure out what they were going to do. Like, cause, cause my buddy like takes him up for like meet the teacher. It's like that kind of a relationship, you know? And uh, at the end of the call, I heard my friends say, "All right, I love you too, bud. And hung up. And I kind of looked over at him like, I mean, they hadn't been matched that long, you know? And you know, so we kind of, I kind of looked over at him and he was like, yeah, anytime we talk, anytime he leaves me a voicemail, anytime we are together and we depart, he tells me, I love you. And if you know this kid, like he's not like a real lovey dovey kid. He's, a, he's an he's athlete. You know, he's he's 11 years old and he's like he's super energetic. And you know, you wouldn't think of him as like a some a kid that would say that. I mean, so we kind of laughed about it. I told Jen, my wife, about that, and and she kind of got tears in her eyes, thinking about like the gravity of that. Right? Like, why does he do that? Why does he say that? Because he doesn't have anyone else to say that to. You know, and and it's like so. So my buddy is like earning has earned that right because he's because he shows up and because he's consistent. Um, and and that's really the the main thing like you don't have to you know I, I know it's it can be scary when you think about you hear all these crazy stories And like I've got I've got a board member who was matched with his little when the, back in the 80s when his little was 6 and now his little is like in his 40s and the, and he's in his 60s and they still they go to car shows together and they still hang out all the time and like a new mentor somebody that's thinking about signing up hears that and might go oh my gosh like that's that's a huge commitment I don't I don't know if I'm ready for that We're like no that's not that's not what this is about. This is about raising your hand and, and just saying, yeah, let's, let's do this and going through for, forerunner. You know, if you're an Abilene or, or you know, have a big brothers big sisters, any, any sort of mentoring organization, right. Rising tide raises all ships kind of thing. Um, just, just deciding that you're going to do it and you're going to be consistent. Um, and I really, you know, the other thing is like telling people like if you can't commit to that 12 months and the two to four hours a month, don't sign up. Like if you, you know, like we've got an air force base out here, if you're going to be deployed in six months for three years or whatever, like don't sign up. Like uh, that's, we don't want more like abandonment, (laughs) you know, in the equation. And so I think, you know, those are the easiest things, just deciding you're going to do it, being consistent, modeling good behavior, uh, and then, and then deciding to coach and instruct, uh, when those opportunities present themselves.
1: Tell me, uh, some things
2: that you see mentors doing that they need to stop doing. Parents, mentors, anybody like, like thinking, that the best thing for your mentee or your child or whatever it is, is for them to feel no pain ever and nothing bad ever happen to them. And that sucks. I mean, as a dad, I don't want anything bad to happen to my daughters. You know, it's like they're in Taekwondo. Like I want to, I want to like send them off to college black belts, like with third or fourth degree black belts. Right. Like I, I want them to like be able to take care of themselves. Like I want to keep them from harm. And like, I, I you know, you lay awake at night thinking about bad things happening to your kids or you have friends who something bad happens to their kid. Right. It's horrible. Right. But that's, that's the deal. Right. Uh, so I think like mentors, parents, whatever, if you are, uh, an, an influential person in a, in a younger person's life, trying to keep them out of harm's way is the number one thing I think people are doing that is, that is de- decaying uh, our society.
1: Well, if you guys were tuning in to find out what is decaying society, you heard it here first, folks. First.
0: Society <laughs> is decaying.
1: We're all moving to the woods. <laughs>
0: Oh man, this is so good, Mark. I really appreciate your time. Can you give us more information if anyone's listening and wants to get involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters and your, even your new initiative, I think it's called Defender?
2: Yeah, the Defenders. That's a campaign that we have. I don't know if y'all have a CASA uh, a court appointed special advocate, uh, yeah. program in your area. So we partnered up with Casa cause they're in the same boat. We are like, they need men. Like they've got a lot of little boys that, that don't have a, a male, uh, mentor. Uh, so we got some funding from the local United way to do this like male recruitment campaign. And so that's, uh, you know, we have these ax throwing events and it's like invite only. And so, uh, uh, so yeah so that's that's one thing so and we're calling it the defenders kind of like we're defending the potential of kids like that's kind of the, the the language that we're using but you can go to so big brothers big sisters there's three b's and an s so bbbstx like the state dot o-r-g bbbstx.org and that's uh like if you're listening in dallas fort worth uh abilene stephenville all around houston there are big brothers there's big brothers in san antonio austin lubbock amarillo midland odessa i mean it's they're they're all those are different agencies that i'm a part of but yeah, it, you know, just a forerunner, whatever, like find a mentoring. And it's, and really the one-on-one is, is, is it's critical. Like we're the only one-on-one mentoring agency in Abilene Stephenville. Like there's other mentoring stuff, uh, you know, boys and girls clubs, things like that. And it's great. You know, every, every person added to the equation is helping, but what we do is that one-on-one relationship, which is critical.
1: That's awesome, Mark. Thanks buddy. It's awesome to get to spend some time with you and hear your heart on mentoring. And, uh, I look forward to, uh see you soon my bud
2: cool all right yeah uh, anytime you need me to come back on just let me know this is this was great
1: thanks marcus you are the man mark all right see you guys see you buddy
0: well it was great getting to hear from mark rogers from big brothers big sisters if you enjoyed this episode please share it check our show notes to connect with big brothers big sisters in abilene texas or anywhere across the country please leave us a review on apple Podcasts. that helps us get the word out And if there's nothing you picked up from today's episode, let it be this, you can mentor.